Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, March 25th, 2023, and this is day 1830 of our journey together. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you above all others. Thank you, Lord, for giving us new ideas and inventions and and creativity and help us, Father, to not be fearful to launch and to do the things that you've given us to do. Help us, Father, to be secure in you, knowing that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is, are you listening? Are you now you are you listening to the right person? <laughs> Sometimes we are listening to ourselves and talk ourselves out of what God is giving us to do or sometimes we're listening to the naysayers, you know, and sometimes we're listening to Satan who gives us all these negative thoughts. Well, God wants us to listen to him and obey. So we're coming out of Judges chapter 6 and let's learn what God told Gideon. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 16. All right, it says, The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, The Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza Did not, and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them on their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. Now, we don't want to wait till it gets so bad uh, to finally cry out to the Lord. And, 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 you know, and it's sad to see that it took this to open the Israelites' eyes. There were so many times that they would, you know, sin against God and, Then they'd get back on track and sin against God again. Well, they're no different than us. We, too, do the same thing. All right, I'll speak for myself. (laughs) I have done the same thing, doing a lot better in this journey. But there were many times I'd say, okay, Lord, I'll stop and help me, Father, and get in trouble. Please help me if you get me out of this, Lord. I'll never do it again. And then there I was again. God's grace and mercy. There's nothing like it, right? (laughs) Verse 7. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. 
I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians, and I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. But you have not listened to me. Uh, uh, This is why they were suffering. And if we are honest with ourselves and search ourselves, that may possibly be why we too are going through some things that we don't understand. Now, there is a difference between suffering for Christ's sake. That's when we should glorify God. But if you know it's something you've done to bring this hardship upon yourselves, we need to repent and ask God for forgiveness. Verse 11 says, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah, Ophrah, that belonged to Joash, the Abyssalite, where his son Gideon was thrashing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. So that Gideon was extremely creative. So he's in this deep place where, you know, no one can see him, where they typically would press wine, and he's thrashing wheat. So whatever he can find. And so that was separating the husk from the actual wheat itself, and it would just fly away as he was threshing the wheat. So when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but, uh, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. And you know what? This really brings out a good point. See, many times our children see us suffering, but they may not know why. They may not have been there to hear what God said to us for us to do and 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 know, and and see the disobedience and and all they remember is mama and them saying how good God is and look at how they struggle you know or they saw their grandparents struggle but they don't know what God said to them and that they disobeyed God so what we we can only go by many times what we see and 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 the stories that were told and he's trying to figure this out like how can that be when the Lord is abandoning us and giving us into the hand of the Midian of Midian is and this is what he sees. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. <laughs> and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Woo! Look at God, right? <clears throat> God uses whom he pleases, and he sees things in us that we just don't see. <laughs> but we must listen and obey. 
So first of all, point number one, well, let me just share this example with you first. I had, <laughs> I had this plant that my mother had given me, oh my gosh, a good, um, probably about eight years, nine years ago. And I had it in my office when I uh, when I worked for someone else and it, and it flourished. It did extremely well. It was just beautiful. And then after I left that job, um, you know, uh, two years ago and brought it home and it did okay, but it was not used to the, it, there it was used to the, the lights in the office. It was near a window. Well, here it was near a window, but it didn't have the fluorescent lights. And so it didn't do as good. It just started to um, get skimpy, you know, the leaves at the bottom would, were coming off. So it was just like this long stem and then a few leaves on the top where it should have before it had leaves coming from the bottom, just flourishing all out so big. And oh my gosh. And I remember my mother telling me how to uh, root plants to create new roots, to cut them off and start new. And I remember the Lord showing me to do that. And I thought, oh man, I'm Lord, what if I mess it up and blah, blah, blah. He said, just cut it off, cut out the ones that are doing well. And that part that's just naked with no leaves, throw it all out. And so I did. And I put them in water, the ones I cut off, and uh, and and put it in the window seal. And it, and it didn't do too great in the window seal because it wasn't a lot of sunlight coming through all the time. And so the Lord said, put it under the lamp. I have this lamp that I leave on all the time. He said, put it there under the lamp. And I did that and that and and that uh, plant started flourishing. There's so many roots just sprouting out, but it's not time to plant it yet. But had I not listened to the to the Lord and obeyed, I would have just had to throw the whole thing away. And I was able to salvage it and create something brand new. I mean, my mother's got that green thumb. I, I didn't think I did. I would say, I don't know how to do that stuff. And she would always doctor on them plants and get them back to life. And and the Lord said, you got it. You've learned enough. Now carry it out. Continue doing it. Doing what you've learned. And I'm like, yes, praise God. <laughs> Are you truly listening to God? What is he saying to you? Just as he said to the Israelites, but have you not listened to me? God brought them up out of Egypt, out of slavery. Do you remember what he's brought you out of? God rescued them from the land of the Egyptians. Who's, who's had their hand in your business trying to distract you from the revelation God has given you? Mm. And there will be those haters. They may not think they are. <laughs> But you know they are. If they're trying to keep you from doing the will of God. God delivered them from the hand of their oppressor. Who or what are you still allowing to oppress you? See, we can allow things. And God is saying, I didn't tell you to stay there. I told you to move on from there a long time ago. <laughs> Go to where I'm blessing. Don't sit there and wait on me to bless that because I told you to move. God drove them out before you and gave you their land. God has blessed you above and beyond what you can think or even imagine. So please don't allow the enemy back in. God told them not to worship any other idols or gods. 
He was the one and only true and living God they should worship. Be careful not to fall into the trap of complacency. Then we fall for almost anything. We need to stay on fire for the Lord. And when we notice that we're slipping, get back on track. We, You know what? If, as long as there's breath in your body, you've got what it takes to do it. Point number two, what does God call you? If you're hearing words like failure, ugly, dumb, stupid, poor, weak, etc., those are words of our enemy, Satan, trying to keep you oppressed. Just as God called Gideon a mighty warrior, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You too are a mighty warrior of God. Gideon saw himself as the least of. God assured him that he was mighty through the Lord. See, that's where we get our power, through the Holy Spirit. And so it's not about us. It is about us obeying God and doing it his way and trusting him to give us what we need to accomplish the task. Gideon questioned whether God truly did wonders among his ancestors since they were struggling so bad. Gideon did not realize that his relatives were disobedient to God. What example are we setting for the next generation? What legacy are we leaving them? Mm. God reassured Gideon again that he would be with him and that he would show him how to strike down their enemy. Many times God reassures us that he is with us and that he is greater than anyone or anything that comes against us. Don't ever forget that. So what has God called you to do? You know, he may have, he may say, hey, I want you to go back to school or I want you, you know, maybe, maybe you've not even gotten um, your high school equivalency, but you're doing great on your job or whatever. And, and you want to, you want to be promoted. You want to do more. And that's one of the things that's holding you back. And you might feel like, well, I'm too old for that. Well, there's many ways to do it. And God, if God is showing you to do that, you need to do it. If he's showing you there's ways to do it online, get busy, do it. That is an oppressed feeling when you know you got what it takes and that one thing is holding you back and God is saying, here it is and I've got this for you and I'm going to make a way, I'm going to open doors and it's free. (laughs) There are ways to get it done for free. If that's you, then and God is showing you to get that taken care of, get it taken care of. For me, I remember God giving me a business idea. And, you know, immediately I thought, uh, uh, it was called serving clean, doing staffing for parties. And and I had been, I had asked God what it was that he had for me to do. And he said, what do you enjoy doing? And I told him serving and those kinds of things. And he said, well, there's your business. And and that's what he showed me. And, and it was like, okay. But then the rest was up to me. (laughs) Just like he showed Gideon, you're a mighty warrior. Now get busy doing what I called you to do. So God showed me what he wanted me to do. And I had to stick it out. You know, and there were times I felt like, oh, I'm not good enough or I don't know enough. And he showed me, he said, send out letters to these caterers. 
when I first started after, you know, getting my business cards done. My First of all, my son uh, drew up my logo for me. He was in high school at the time and he's an artist and he did that. He's now 40 years old. That was a long time ago. Anyway, um, I did it, got the business cards done, did all that stuff. And now it was time to 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 go. And I didn't have any money either. I may have had $100 to get started. But it wasn't about that. It was about God's provisions. And uh, God's got all the money in the world. (laughs) He owns everything. So if he's my father, he's my daddy. Hey, I too, I'm an inheritor of all this. And, and, And not only an inheritance do I have through the father. I can live abundantly right now because of what God has blessed us with. So... He told me to do those letters and send them out and let people know about 20 caterers. And I'm sitting and waiting on them to call me back and not one called me back. (laughs) And the Lord said, call them. And so I did. And no, nope, we don't need any staffing. Nope, we don't need anybody to help us to set up, serve and clean up. Nope, for an event. And then finally, one said, yes, we can use help. (laughs) Are you available this weekend? We need I think it was 10 people. And I said, okay, we can, we'll do that. We'll be there. I'll never forget that. I've shared this story with you before. And it was um, an American Century uh, off the plaza on 40-something Street and in Maine. And I remember they were having a big event for their employees in the back of the building. And it was massive back there. And they had tent set up and it was really a big deal and so I met the caterer there for the first time and I and I called them and said I only have eight people not ten they're like no problem come on down and we were dressed in our white tuxedo shirts and black bow ties and black slacks and that's what God had given me to do and uh and they his he had a team of people that were dressed similarly and so we get there and they said okay we need you to skirt the tables well, I'm like, skirt the tables? What is that? And and so I said to the people there, one of them that was, you know, supervising everything, I said, can you please show me how to skirt the tables? I'm not sure what you mean by that. They said, sure. And it was basically uh, putting the skirting around the table and then the tablecloths tucking them in in a certain way. And they showed me how to do that. And uh, then they said, we want you to butler pass. <laughs> Uh, these appetizers. I'm like, butler pass? What could you, would you mind telling me what you mean by that? <laughs> and it was simply walking around with napkins in one hand and a tray in another hand to serve the people. And there were like, I mean, a good 800 people or so there. And they were just having a good old time and all that. And they had all these other terms and, and, um, that I didn't know because I, I I basically learned how to do this in the church. I would set up for weddings and funerals, but, you know, not in that manner that they were t- doing it. And I'll never forget uh, that day. It was a pivotal point in my life and in doing that business effectively. And uh, after it was over, we stayed, uh, me and my husband, the, the rest of the crew, I sent them on home and, and we could have left too. We were done. But we stayed and, and we asked the caterer, do you need any help? We can help take some of this stuff back and to your office or whatever. And they said, sure, thank you. And we did. And and it just created a long-term relationship with that caterer. I'll never forget 
for all the years, eight years I did serving clean. He was our number one, uh, along with hotels, the Hyatt, and God just flourished our business and grew us. Uh, but I learned from him so much, and I was able to create a training program for all the staff I would bring on based upon some of the things I learned from him and others in the hotels. And so then I was able to teach my team uh, before they even started working, go through a training process and teach them how to hold a tray, how to butler pass, how to cut a wedding cake, all those things properly because I was able to learn because I was able to I chose to obey God and get out there, even though it was scary, even though I knew I didn't have the skills, but I didn't realize that God was going to teach me right then, right there. And so much so that that particular caterer, he catered to most of the wealthy people in Kansas City. And he didn't, he wasn't into staffing. He was into catering. And some of his clients just needed uh, people to come and help them in their homes doing parties. And so they could enjoy the event and they needed someone there like us to help set up and serve and clean up. And, uh, and so he started referring his friends to us that he couldn't handle because he, he chose to do the catering. And I mean, we got lots of business from him and I was so grateful, wrote him a note, gave him a great, nice plaque that, that uh, God helped me to design and give to him just to show our appreciation. But the key is to listen and to obey. Listen, God is no respecter of persons. What he did for me uh, and for others, he'll do for you. It's a matter of us yielding and just saying, I surrender all, Lord. I'm here. I will get it done. <laughs> now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, glory to God. The angels are rejoicing in heaven because of you. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, jackiebikesministries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness. All right, Mighty Warriors, and we thank you again for your donations. I don't want to ever forget that. Thank you for your donations and your prayers and your support for us. We are very grateful. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.